Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and unlike a quarter of the NFL's head coaches, I am still gainfully employed. <laughs> Not by this podcast, mind you. That's still the way it's to come. But joining me as always is Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. You just dropped a bombshell on me, and I'm like, I'm still reeling. Yeah, we'll be doing some, some wild card weekend look ahead here, but do you want to start with that, or should we go back to week 18 first? Man, I, let's... We'll build to it because okay, it's 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 a very what's it's good though. I'll tease it just because it's like it's so it's it's very much like I feel bookends. Like we started this yes. this year talking about like insane backup quarterback choices. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna start the playoffs and with kind of back. a similar a similar vibe, which I find fun. Yep. So let's talk about some other quarterbacks, uh, in particular the Chicago Bears' Justin Fields, who most of this season I've been saying has shown improvement, which he has over early in his career. I still feel like you can really just write out his entire first season altogether when he was playing for Matt Nagy, who didn't have the time to put in a game plan for his skill set, and instead focused on developing Andy Dalton. I kind of want to do a deep dive into that one of these days. Yeah, that would be worth checking out. And... I've said before on here that I was I was in favor of the Bears trying to find a reasonable contract to bring him back on and to see if you can use the draft pack, the draft capital they have to build out the rest of the roster further. Obviously, he's already shown a pretty good connection with DJ Moore. I think after this past week, though, I gotta say I'm I'm ready to just move on from him and see what you can get in a trade. All right, I gotta I gotta know why. I'm looking. At, I didn't watch this, so I don't know. I need to hear more. Yeah, I mean, a big part of it is because this game was coming against our favorite Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. And I really felt, you know, we, we last week when we were looking at it, we had looked back at the games that Fields had started against Green Bay. And he had the one early this season when the Bears didn't do very well on offense. And he had a weird one last season where he only threw like 11 passes. And for the early in this season, I was willing to say, well, he was pretty bad for the first few weeks. And then he started improving around that Washington week and things started looking better. And he's kind of been improving since. And so I really felt like coming into this game, the Bears could put up some points on a Joe Barry defense and make it a contest. And they just couldn't get it done. They ended up with zero touchdowns in the game, just Bro. three field goals to get the nine points. Uh, they couldn't get anything going in the run game, which yeah, this is the part that kills me, I think, about fields. And I think it's where some of the people who are who are big fans of Fields miss what they're looking at, is that he's not the Lamar Jackson kind of runner. No. He's extremely fast in a straight line, but he's not manufacturing first downs out of nothing very often. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the Pat Mahomes skill set. Right. And so when they kind of put a shell over the top and say like, hey, you're not going to pass on us, he's not able to take advantage of it in the way that those guys are, where he carves them up then underneath mm-hmm. and opens up those lanes. He is able to go around the end, and all of a sudden he's faster than your DBs, and he's outracing them to the end zone, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a path to consistent <laughs> offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you when you couple that with the things that he's bad at as a passer, it makes it so you just can't get sustainable offense in any way. So he's not good with pocket presence. He takes a lot of sacks, and his accuracy is good, but like erratic. Right, So it's not like he's inaccurate all the time, but he does have random balls that just miss. And so now you're looking at you have negative plays from sacks, you're missing open shots on occasion, and you're also not creating it on the ground. So I I just don't think that there's reason to expect an explosion really at any point with him under center. Yeah, he's like, he's not going to be like, he's not going to 
flip the script himself. I think. Is right. Kind of, yeah. Like I think you could you can like mold like you could use his skill set. Like, but mm-hmm. yeah, you need to get somebody around him that can do that. Like, I don't feel like Getsy. I mean, he's out out on his ass now but it's like yeah it's like there's just so many tools there and it's like you think someone could figure it out and like that's all i hope for him. yeah yeah and i, I it, it does seem that that should be the case um but yeah i mean he has 148 passing yards in this game it's been 27 wow. rushing yards that's just... like 11 of 16 he takes five sacks yeah it's just like damn we just watched Bryce Young carve up the Packers. I know. And then and then Minnesota does nothing against them. Mm-hmm. And then you guys do nothing against them. And like Minnesota's still throwing for 40 yards against the line. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think after watching that, it's more a matter of like, I think the ceiling is just pretty low. Yeah, and at that maybe. point, I think I'd rather they gamble on yeah. a higher ceiling quarterback. I mean... And it's not like we don't have the draft capital yeah, to still exactly. you got pick up cho- guys. You got the choice. Like... Uh, yeah, if it wasn't like such a good draft, I just mm-hmm. be like, why? But you got mm-hmm. the first overall pick. It's like, and you got th- four guys that like could be generational quarterbacks. And you just got to pick, you know, maybe even two of these guys. Like people think four of these guys, I think, like have a shot of being like mm-hmm. legitimately great NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, and, which is like, crazy. Those four are like probably Drake May, Caleb Williams, um, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, yep. And then Michael Pat, but he's mm-hmm. going to be down a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could use your second pick on him if you wanted Marvin. True. <laughs> That'd be yeah. crazy. That's very true. But you could just... But I think, yeah. yeah, I think to that point, like, I don't know... When you're looking at one of those, the top two guys, like, coming into the season, like a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, yeah. you're looking at banking on a lot of potential. Yeah. And when you're looking at Penix, like, to me, I'm like, how much worse would I expect them to be than Fields at the NFL level? Like, I don't know. Because I just haven't seen any sort of consistent production from Fields in the yeah. NFL. That's true. And I kind of feel like by the end of year three, you'd at least like to see a few games, especially when you have a chance in the last week of the year to put up a good game against your division rival who has a terrible defensive coordinator. Yeah, man. I mean, if you, yeah, it's weird. He's coaching for his job, like, and they had to win to go to the playoff. Yep. And last year they lost to the Lions. Like, they were, like, going to give you their best shot. Yep, it's weird, sure. though. Yeah, it's so weird. I it's a tough game because there's so many parallels from like the Lions season last year and when you see the bears kind of didn't complete the arc mm-hmm. i think we were like well they're not gonna be that special team next year but it's like right. i think they still could be i still like i don't know oh, and if it me if it means anything dj moore says he thinks they're gonna trade back and keep justin <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we'll see maybe maybe they'll them in early on that process i think you know the other thing that i would say is that in addition to like he doesn't have those slippery runs where he's making multiple guys miss the big play element is just sort of missing right and it seems yeah. you know he he hits commit in that one earlier in the year and he drops it and it's not like he's had the best receivers but if you go through their drive summary from this packers game 10 plays 37 yards for a field goal yeah i mean uh, that's, the, that's what joe barry's trying to do to you though <laughs> yeah 11 plays 45 yards field goal yeah like you if you're banking on someone to have those athletic traits, then you need the athletic traits to lead to big plays at some point. And again, I don't know if that's the coach's fault for coaching him so badly that he's like become averse to trying for those plays or what it is. I but mean, you look at CJ Stroud, for example, in Houston, and it's like, oh, he just wung it down there. Yeah, and it's crazy because like you don't think like their skill positions, like especially at wide receiver, are one million times better. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's your tank Dell? Like, right? 
Yeah, like the if other, Nico's the other DJ problem? Moore, like Tank Dell, like you don't have Tank Dell. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I I'm yeah. sort of at the point where I'm willing to move on and use one of the use the first pick on one of the two big guys and see how it goes. Yeah. Again, doesn't mean that Fields is never going to be good, but I think that there's something missing in terms of like the processing speed or reading the defense or something like that. Yeah. That is just putting a cap on someone who again like looks like the traits based. He's not the pocket passer. You need the traits then to win out with the big yeah. arm and the wheels, and it's just not happening. Yeah, maybe like a change of scenery is going to be good there. Like yeah. I heard some people saying, like you know, they could see the Falcons trading for him and mm-hmm. finally unlocking like the fun we thought we were going to have this year. <laughs> They're going to play positionless football. <laughs> is, that, is that what Arthur Smith said? <laughs> Is that it? I wish. I was just thinking that that's what they'll go for. They'll be like, hey, we're going to line up Bijan at quarterback this time and put Fields out wide. We're going <laughs> to... Corderella's out there somewhere. I thought it was his version of Ben Johnson's. We're going to use him in some ways you might not oh, think we might. That sound like that, yeah. <laughs> and you might not think we might. You know. Future head know. coach. <laughs> ben Johnson. So, yeah, looking back at the game log for Fields this year, he had two games where he threw for more than one touchdown pass. And they were the back-to-back Washington-Denver games when he threw for four each. Oh, yeah. And you just gotta... It's just like, okay, you know, I I don't know how many teams win with one passing touchdown a game anymore. I mean, if you're running in one and passing, then we're talking a different... Yeah, they just... I don't know, man. There's no... Like, outside of DJ Moore, it's like a graveyard of, like, Mm -hmm. nonsense. Yeah, people people, still want Cole Komet to be a thing, and he's definitely not a thing. People are like, Cole Komet is good. I'm like, guys, I... He's not. I hate to break it to you. I don't think he's very good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't know, man. Like, you guys could have used, like, I don't know. Josh Reynolds on your team is, like, that would have been a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's something, the person, like, yeah, dude, I don't know. The Bears are kind of a mess a little bit, personnel-wise. And yeah. It yeah. It's kind of annoying to look at the Packers stats in this one and be like, Jaden Reed would be useful. Right. Fontavia and Wicks would probably be Seriously. useful. Either of their tight ends would probably be useful. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, so true. And it's like, yeah. what happened to Mooney? Like, is he yeah. injured? Does he have zero targets? Like, what That's is happening? question. He sort of disappeared this season. Bob he? Cunyon has a target. I actually <laughs> liked him, too. Equinemius had a catch. Good job, VQ. He had uh, 31 catches this year. Jeepers. Darnell Mooney. So that's not good. Yeah, that's not what you want to see. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. He must have been injured for the last game, I think, because his last box score was from the Arizona game on Christmas Eve. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead. You want to talk about the Lions game real quick? I mean, we can. It's more of the same, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what did you think in general about the... Were you mad that they were playing everybody going into the game or no? I was. I wasn't mad. Okay, that's like a hard... That's a little bit much. I feel I like used, it went as badly as it could have. Yeah, I just... I didn't... I didn't get... I didn't get why Sam Laporta had to be playing. Like, I didn't get why we had to have Khalif Raymond return like seven punts. Yeah. And so they are both hurt. And I'm just like... I the rams have such bad special teams and you're gonna let yeah your plus punt returner get hurt and like early in the week they're like yeah you know dpj might be back there i'm like guys like i don't know <laughs> that bugged me so much because i'm just like we are not professional football ana- analysts we're just like two guys that work mm-hmm. full-time jobs and just do this as a like for shits and we're mm-hmm. just like oh man like gotta gotta 
keep your punt returner healthy to play the Rams, they have the worst special teams like in the history of Earth. Yep. Yep. And it's like, oh, so this guy gets hurt now, and, and I'm like that. And it's like no one's really talking about that. They're like, oh, you're gonna be mad. Khalif Raymond was playing. I'm like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of, kind of am. Because we had like a 1% chance to get the two seed, which we came a lot closer than I thought because the Giants blew the Phillies' doors off, which is so funny. They sure did. Let's let's talk about that one next because I don't, I don't need to spend too oh. much time on the, on the Lions one. I'm, yeah. I don't mind that they play the guys. Sometimes guys get hurt. Sometimes it's the worst guys to get hurt, and that's a major bummer. Yeah. But I don't think it was insane to be like, hey, we have a chance at the two seed. We're going to try for it. Yeah, it was a low chance, and I'm just kind of like, we're already thin at tight end. That's kind of the thing. Like, Brock Wright has been hurt for the last few weeks, so he might be coming back, but it's like, I don't know, man. Like, there's a pretty big chance that our starting tight end against the Rams is going to be like, you're going to be seeing a ton of James Mitchell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's like, who is that? Well, you know, it's James. If the Lions had lost, they would have been the three seed still, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So by winning, they would be playing the Packers in theory if the Cowboys had already lost. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it's one of those things where maybe... And then it's like you get the second home game, I think, is really why you yeah. want to... If you're really going three-dimensional chess, I would say that it makes more sense in a year like this when the only team that I'm really scared of is the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to be at home all the way through and hope that someone gets hurt by that point. <laughs> Yeah, but I, it's yeah. just like for me, it's like I'm almost madder that Khalif Raymond got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm also mad. Like you didn't need to play Sam Laporte. Like I'm sorry. Like I don't know. To me, it's just kind of like uh, you kind of had to play Ali McNeil and C.J. Gardner Johnson on defense because they hadn't played in weeks. Like mm-hmm. C.J. hadn't played for 14 weeks, and Ali hadn't played in four. And then it's like mm-hmm. okay, you can play them. And like I don't know. I'm just like Nick Mullins can't keep throwing for 400 yards on your team. <laughs> Like, if yes, you want to win the game, you want to try, put your defense in to stop Nick fucking Mullins. Yeah. Like, and yeah. just like, Justin Jefferson doesn't need to have two 200 yard games in <laughs> three weeks. That's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. The number one receiver stuff is still pretty rough there for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, we already talked about this game because it's literally a mirror image of the game before. It's the same yep. game. So yep. we all, we all know about it. <laughs> Except, well, I guess one thing I'll say is Ty Chandler looked better, and I was kind of like, oh no. Like, he definitely looked better than the week before that when he looked like Garbo. Yeah, and like the Lions have like what I've been saying all year. I, I I'm so, I didn't never look for this stat, but it's like, what do you think their rank against running backs in like YPC is for their defense? Interesting. Uh, I would have thought they were tenth, third. Wow. Like they shut him down, and he. Ty Chandler might have looked the best out of any running back running yeah. the ball for like the whole season. So that yeah. does not bode well. Yeah, and a couple weeks earlier they had bottled him up for eight carries for seventeen yards. Yeah, so I mean, we're not not looking ahead too much, but we gotta have that same that same magic against Kyron, and then I think you have that's what because people are looking at this game with the Rams and they're like, uh oh, and I'm like, well, they need yeah, and they're a, they need to do play action. I think. I mean, they don't need to because. You know, we can't cover wide receivers essentially. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's gonna help them like do what they want to do. So okay, let's go ahead. We can move on from our bo- our own teams, uh, both who had sort of depressing week 18s, and let's talk about something a lot funnier, yeah. which is the Philadelphia Eagles, who with a win would have been the two three seed. Yeah, and they're playing the lowly New York Giants. And while they did take starters out at one point, they did play them at the beginning. 
and they gave up 24 first half points to Tyrod Taylor and the New York It was 24 to 0 at halftime. Yep, that is correct. Did you end up picking against them? I forget. Uh, I did not this week. It was the first week of the Matty Pats era that I had taken the Eagles in the spread, and I paid for it. (laughs) I was watching that game just laughing my ass off. I texted some of my law school buddies, die, Eagles, die. (laughs) I mean, luckily you talked me out of doing it for one of the picks for for the week, like one of the four picks, (laughs) the good picks. Okay. But yeah, I still still went with them. I thought... You know, yeah, they, must, they must be able to take care of business in the last week here. It's a short, it's a small line. And they and needed they it. Not. They needed it. Yep. And they got crushed. They got worked. That's as funny of an outcome as I've ever seen. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. 415 like, total yards yeah. for the Giants. In they that got game. cooked, man. They cooked them. <laughs> That's incredible. Matt Patricia, oh dude. I, I love when a dude just gets just gets got yeah i mean how many else does this dude have to take to get him out of our lives man like he he had the worst offense last year and in four games dvoa adjusted he has to be coaching the worst defense i mean i would think so let me I, let me take a look at what their their weighted is now because they're i think they're down in the 20s now as I mean, a team but if, you, DVOA. <laughs> but if you look like in the last four weeks who are their four opponents and they just got cooked like yeah they've been getting crushed it's unreal i mean honestly yeah i actually I found the old historical DVOA tables, so I'm going to go through them at some point and see how Matt Patricia has done historically in all of his stops. Because so I'm bad. Be very amused by that one. So bad. Let's see. So yeah, they give up 27 points to the Giants in a loss. They give up 35 points to the Cardinals in a loss. 35 to the Cards. 25 um, points to the Giants in a win, and then they only gave up 20 points to Drew Lock, Seattle Seahawks in a loss. 33 the week before that to Dallas. So, yeah, it's been very, very bad. That's hilarious. Uh, let's see here. So, in total way to DVOA, the Eagles are all the way down to 21st. Oh they are 14th in DVOA for the full year. So, that's a pretty big gap in the wow. weighted section. Uh, and then let's see for weighted defensive. This is going to be fun to see. Uh, da, da. They are not dead last, but they are 30th. Oh. <laughs> it goes Washington, Arizona, Philly. John, John that's just. That's as funny as it can be. Uh-huh. I, it just is. It's incredible. This is a team that like set the record for sacks last year, right? Indeed. <laughs> oh my god, that's an incredible fall. That's as funny as it gets. That guy is. It's, it's a cancer, and that's what. Yes. That's what happens, man? Maybe, maybe no one will hire him and put him in charge of anything next season. Ah, uh, no, he'll be the DC. And uh, where's Bill? Where's Belichick on Chargers? Probably. That's my. That's my thought. That's where I would go if I was old and wanted to go coach a team for a while. I mean, they're not in San Diego anymore, but you still get good weather in LA. I guess he could go to the Commanders too. <laughs> oh my gosh! I really sure hope. Could. I really hope they give him GM powers to use a second overall pick. That's what I want. I kind of like the, the idea too. Him going to the Falcons and looking around at the players and being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then he's like, we're really going to play the positionless football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so Philly lost that game, which means that they are now 1-5 in their last six heading into the playoffs after starting the season 10-1. Ten ten and and one. One. <laughs> so they'll be squaring wow. off with a very injured Baker Mayfield in the wildcard round. Oh, is he? Uh, well, he was... He, that's part of the reason they only scored nine last week against Carolina. Or Baker. But they're not talking a lot about just how serious it is, so it's hard to tell if it's like a, <laughs> should he be feeling better this week, or is it like a... <laughs> After that one year in Cleveland, I just assume he's injured all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what's the... What would the 
Were there other Week 18 games we wanted to cover? Uh, I think we have to eulogize the uh, questionably qualified unanimous selection for the NFC South champion. That's a good point. As so they took an L 48 to 17. We, we really thought the Falcons could pull it off this year. And coming down to the last week, if the Bucks had lost to the Panthers, oh. a game they only won 9 to 0, and the Falcons had beaten the Saints, the Falcons still would have won the NFC South. And uh, they didn't. It was not to be. The Saints absolutely trashed them. Oh, yeah. It stayed close for a little bit. It, and then I'm just... pretty sure it was 17-7 to at one point. Falcons yes, but it lead. was also 17-17 at halftime. Which is as funny as it gets. And then they gave up 14 points in the third quarter and 17 points in the fourth quarter. So, yeah. Big... Maybe didn't make the halftime adjustments you need there. <laughs> I'm a... Like, people want to talk shit about what happened at the end of this game. I was a enormous fan of it. <laughs> well, that's not surprising because we love Jamal Williams on this podcast. We do love Jamal Williams and we do not like Arthur Smith. I'm more amused by everything that goes into it. So let's let's give the people a recap real quick of what happened here. The right. Saints were only up 41 to 17 <laughs> in the final minutes of the game. And, and Jameis Winston came in to run the second team offense and presumably kneel out the clock with just over a minute left got it down to the one yeah perfect they didn't do that they came out in, in victory, victory formation, formation which is makes it even better makes it way better i agree and hand the ball to jamal williams for a touchdown run sadly is first of the year yeah which is pretty crazy he had what for the lions last year 14 18. 18. The 18 record. Touchdowns last he year. either equaled or broke Barry's record last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So he scores the touchdown. The coaches go to meet at midfield at the end of the game. And our boy Arthur there is hot. very not happy with he was Dennis hot Allen. With DA. And it turns out that the Saints kind of did that without consulting DA. Yeah. Jameis was like. I- the, the team wanted it. We wanted Jamal to get his touchdown this year. Which is pretty amusing. I think someone I know asked the question, what does he have, cancer? <laughs> no, we just love him. We love the no, dude. They just like him a lot. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting move for sure. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before that I can think of. I don't either. And, like, if I'm Dennis Allen and I'm not apologizing, I'm just not. I'm just telling I'm telling Arthur Smith to, like, dude, good luck, you know, what in your next venture, not in football. Like, get out of here, you <laughs> yeah, clown. Yeah. Like, I don't have to hear about you anymore. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm sorry. You were only losing by, like, what, 24 at that point? Like, get out of here, clown college. <laughs> so <laughs> this... Outside of the game's ending, this was sort of an encapsulation of how the Falcons have failed this year. They ended up with 389 total yards, an average of 6.5 yards per play, and turned the ball over three times. And that's pretty much how, how you end up in these situations. Yeah, seriously. Turns out Desmond Ritter, not very good. Now, I had that same thought, and I don't disagree with you, but I saw Ritter's stat line, and I thought, oh, they must have fumbled twice. But they didn't fumble twice. They had two interceptions, but Desmond Ritter only had one. Ooh. It's Logan Woodside. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? Who is? You can't put Logan Woodside in. His QBR is four. He was apparently pick number 249 in the 2018 draft. That's back in the pre-pandemic days, for those who aren't aware of that. And I have no idea why he came into this game at all. That's what you do, I guess. But he managed to go three for four for 27 yards and a pick. Uh, On his bio page and ESPN it says he's the 81st position ranked quarterback so 
It's <laughs> pretty strong. Pretty Something strong. to keep in mind. Okay, so he came in when the score was forty-one to seventeen. Okay, so that makes it a little more, yeah. a little more reasonable. <laughs> Don't want to hurt Desmond Ritter. Big things yeah, or Taylor coming. Heineke at that point. You know, <laughs> big things coming for those two. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep them safe for for the future. I'm glad. What I'm... a world we live in. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. Me too. Me too. There's... They really gave us a roller coaster there. It seemed for a minute like they were going to pull it off for us. I know. Clown. What about just the Jags? It off. Uh, the Jags flopped pretty freaking hard there in the last week of the season. All they needed was a win over the Tennessee Titans, who, after spoiling the Jags' season, went on to fire their own head coach. So that tells you how because it was too well complicated to trade him. To, yeah, yeah, couldn't as figure it out. Funny, in time. As funny of a reason to just fire somebody as I've ever heard. Yeah, I like I like Rabel a little more than you do, but either way, that explanation is as pretty funny, wild. As funny as it gets. That, <laughs> that's too hard, I don't know. That smacks so much of, I forgot that you could trade coaches. <laughs> like, that's exactly what happened. They were like, did you think about holding on to him and trading him? And she was like, shit. What, uh, what do you mean? It would t- <laughs> too complicated. <laughs> we explored it. We explored exploring it. Didn't like it. Of course I knew that you could trade coaches. What do I look like? Porter's like, I, I didn't ask you if you knew that. I asked if you explored the possibilities. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Jacksonville goes into Tennessee, and the final score was 28-20, and they actually had a couple chances at the end to, to tie it up. But more importantly, they fell down... T- yeah. 28-13 in the third quarter. So that's they that's were. how you get yourself into that sort of situation. I like that Jacksonville was like, our offensive, our defensive coordinator, big problem, needs to be fired. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't... With the 10th-ranked defense by DVOA this year. I'm not sure about all that, guys. Yeah, that might not be the issue. They like, went from 23rd to 10th. I think the bigger problem is that your offensive line is comprised of guys that should you know, are better suited just being the guys that walk around in LA fitness all day. <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. I'm just like, I don't, that's crazy. That guy's going to get scooped up and ever, someone's going to be very pleased. Yeah. I think you're right about Caldwell. that. I don't know if that's the case for uh, Luke Getzey of the Chicago bears, formerly yeah. of the Chicago bears. Yeah. I don't, man, I just don't, I'm so confused, because it's just like, right, we we watched the same Jacksonville Jags, like, everyone was surprised about the defense being so good, and everyone was surprised that the offense was so bad, right? Yeah, absolutely, the the defense held them in games for most of the season. (sighs) I'm like, that's wild to me, that's like, mm -mm, no. Yeah. No, thank you. Doug Peterson? I don't know, man. I don't know how he won that Super Bowl. Yeah, it gets stranger and stranger every year, doesn't it? Yeah, because he seems to be worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, truly incredible. Uh, Okay, I think that's the last of the Week 18 games we wanted to cover. Let me double-check here real quick. Hmm. I mean, I guess, like, Buffalo-Miami was just boring. That was a boring game. You really got the full Josh Allen experience in there. One, One funny thing I'll point out in that one is uh, the DVOA guys were breaking down the quarterback's performance for the season, and they were saying, you might be wondering how Josh Allen is so high in DVOA with as many interceptions as he's thrown. And they said a big part of it comes down to how deep his interceptions are. Oh, so they don't so it, matter as much. Yeah, they're, they're basically punts, but they said that his average depth of interception is 25 and a half yards down the field. <laughs> and the next closest funny. is like 15 yards. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yep. So they're like, so they're not as damaging to your team as you might think when that's the case. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think the big takeaway from that game is Miami looks to like genuinely be in trouble. Yeah, they're like the kind of mirror image of like Philly in a way. Not as not as dire. Yeah, but stumbling to the finish line. Yeah. Let's see. Gabbert with a 15 of 30 stat line and a win. Blaine Gabbo. I love Gabbert getting a QB win. Turns out he is better than Easton Stick. Sure about that. 
Not after seeing that Easton <laughs> Stick ran for 77 yards. Oh, baby! <laughs> Easton! I, I, saw him, I saw I don't remember which game it was, like, putting his shoulder down. He's, he looks like he's, like, 188 pounds. Yeah, like, he's going for dude, it. Dude, this is a terrible plan. Yeah, don't do that. Like, I know your name is Easton Stick, and you think you gotta, like, prove something, but you're gonna get got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look at his rushing stats now, actually. Oh, yeah, it's pretty much an aberration. Okay. Okay. I think that does it for week 18. I oh think we hit all the ones that are actually important to hit. Easton Stick is like, he's the, he, it's like the, he like, I don't know. Did he come like directly after Carson Wentz at North Dakota State? Is oh, he maybe. like the legit successor to him? Or is like, that's so funny. That makes it even yeah. funnier to me somehow. He would be for sure, right? 2019. That's, that's so funny. That's as funny. As, there might have been a guy in between, but that's yeah. as funny funny as it comes oh my gosh they probably drafted him thinking that he might be the next carson wentz and then within a year they're like i don't think we want the next carson wentz <laughs> i think you're right <laughs> about that oh that's wild like, Ooh, never mind all right let's go ahead and move on then to the wild card preview we'll do a whole thing at a later date a post-mortem for the season and discuss all the coaches that got fired unless oh, there are man. ones in particular you want to talk about i would just say i think we were both the most surprised by pete carroll probably yeah i was i was genuinely surprised by that and he's like not i mean yeah he's not going anywhere he's sticking around in seattle i guess yeah yeah i don't know what the expectations were for them coming into the season i guess ours were probably pretty reasonable but they went nine and eight which is not bad for that team that's more or less i mean yeah i don't know that they were they were fine yeah yeah exactly so we'll see what happens but yeah that was definitely the surprise one of the week to, for me to see um you know i think you know you gotta mention belichick out that's crazy but not really yeah we've been talking yes. about it for weeks and weeks yeah it's a little bit of both i, I so, you know i think it's funny there's already a front runner for that and it's not mike frable i thought it might not have been a bad idea to have belichick as your head coach but he's clearly not good at doing the gm stuff anymore and i'm almost positive that he wasn't happy about the idea of giving up the gm stuff i think like when you win, what did he win? Seven or six Super Bowls? Six, six Super Bowl wins as a head coach. And it's like, I, don't, I feel like you know, he's had three bad years mm-hmm. or, or two bad years. Yeah, two really bad years. And then, like, you're fired. Like, I yeah. gotta get. He's probably just like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, like, I kind of would be like that. But he's such a grumpy bitch and, like, loves Donald Trump that I'm, like, kind of just laughing at his demise yeah. in a way. Yep. It's like, okay, that's fine. But, like, if you, I mean, if you really break it down, that's kind of really fucking sucks for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, some... I think, yeah, I, yeah it's, I, he made Matt Patricia an offensive coordinator, and you should have been fired for that. Right. In it, that's all. Like, if you do that, you should be fired. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. Like, you can't have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge be your offensive coordinator. You just can't do it. It's just not something you can do, and he should. Should have been fired last year for that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. If he would have just done normal football shit and, like, hired normal people and not have his stupid tongue-wagging fucking kid (laughs) farting around the sideline like a damn weirdo, mullet-having doofus, and then you're like, well, I need my boys back, but I can't demote my son. I'll put Matt Patricia at office. Like, yeah, fuck you. You can't do that. So I think if he would have just done normal shit 
he probably wouldn't be facing this nonsense. Oh, maybe not. Who the fuck? The piece that I read about the draft classes. Yeah, they're very bad. The Pats haven't re-signed a player they've taken in the first three rounds since Duran Harmon, who they picked in 2013. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's insanity. And Christian Gonzalez they listed as the only impact player they drafted in the first round since Dante Hightower and Chandler Jones, which is 2012. Woof. Yeah, so that's pretty rough. And that that you truly can't stick with. For a long time that's true the only one the that's only sad. thing i'll say is if you're picking the bottom five of the first round every year it's a little <laughs> different calculus but still you should be able yeah. to find a percentage Something. that is not zero through a decade <laughs> yeah like 30 yeah. percent, you'd be like ah, it's bad but but zero is intense do you think it's fair to say that if robert Kraft is hoping that a new head coach will turn things around he may not get the happy ending he's looking for yeah they that team is a graveyard <laughs> of terrible football players. So yeah, he might have to go back down to Miami for that happy ending. <laughs> paradise. Where was it? <laughs> I forget what it was. I feel called. like it was called Paradise. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it was. <laughs> weird. Oh man. God, these guys are so weird. Yeah, so- no one talks about that anymore. No, I know. Somebody asked me about that. Like, I can't believe they would do that. I'm like, I can. It's run by a fucking weird old dude. Like, the guy got busted in a sting on a massage parlor. How <laughs> how rational do you think he's going to be? <laughs> we don't talk about that nearly enough. <laughs> Every time they show him, it should be brought up. I agree. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So let's move on from the coach firings. And let's take a look at wildcard weekend ahead. I think we have, it feels to me like an unusually competitive slate of wildcard games where there's only one double-digit line and one other line that's above a touchdown even. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's going to be some crazy weather for at least a couple of the games. Yeah. Do you want to start with just... I'm trying to think. Do, should we just start running, running through it with the lines and, and talk through them that way? Sure, let's hear them. Okay. So the first game, which is on... I'm actually going to include this because if I listen to it later, maybe it'll stick in my head what time these games are happening. There you go. Put it um, in. Let's, we're, we're doing a service here. It's an inform, yes. It's an informative podcast. Exactly. The first game is on at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, and it is Cleveland and Joe Flacco traveling to Houston to take on the Texans and C.J. Stroud. The line for this game is Texans, the home team, plus two and a half points. (laughs) Oh, baby. So this is an interesting one because these two teams played not long ago, but Houston was without C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to tell what version of Houston that really was. And on the other side of the ball, this version of Joe Flacco can't exist forever. It can exist for a playoff run. We've seen it happen. In 2012, this happened. Caught fire. It just can't happen forever. So in, what was this? This was in week 16... Cleveland won 36-22 over Houston. Amari Cooper went off for 265 yards and two touchdowns. That's poetry in motion. And Joe Flacco... (laughs) Joe Flacco went 27-42 of for 368 yards and three touchdowns. So that means that on his other 16 completions... It was about 103 yards, but 11 for for 265 to Amari Cooper. There you go. So, coming into this game, I am planning to pick the Texans. Getting the two and a half points with C.J. Stroud in the game. And my big reason for that is that obviously C.J. Stroud is a lot better than both Davis Mills and Case Keenum, who played in that last meeting against the Browns. But more importantly, the Browns' defense and the Browns' late season run has been fueled a lot by opponent turnovers, where Flacco... The one, the one difference between Flacco's run in that 2012 postseason and this year is that he's throwing a lot of picks in this run. 
In that 2012 postseason, I looked this up again, he had 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions. And they had, but, like, that defense. Yeah, yeah. But in this streak, he is throwing interceptions, and he's throwing them quite a bit. I and, bet he's giving your boy Josh a run for his money on like, the depth of interception, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because he's, he's chucking it down there. Yeah. Yeah, I think actually that'd be interesting. He probably didn't qualify for the regular leaderboard because he probably doesn't have enough attempts. But yeah, 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 that would be interesting to look at. But yeah, I just I feel like so so the the Texans were last in the league. They had the fewest giveaways in the entire league this season, and two of their giveaways came in this game against the Browns with backup quarterbacks in. Yeah, and I kind of feel like if Houston isn't giving Cleveland extra possessions, the Joe Flacco mistakes are going to burn them. And I'm also hoping that in the week sense, the Texans have figured out some plan for limiting Cooper to less than 265 yards. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the Texans too. Okay, I like it. Yeah, because I, I just yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I don't know. Late stage Joe Flacco. It can't. I. I feel like every time you've bet against him since he's gotten a streak, I've cautioned it. But this, it feels like, okay, it's over now. We can be done with this yeah. now. Yeah, you don't get to play these garbage teams anymore. The only thing that I think would be really funny is that if he, they do win this, and then next year they go into the season, and it's like a QB battle between him and Deshaun Watson. And I <laughs> kind of really want to see that. Like that, that would be great. That sounds like a very fun thing to happen. So I am rooting for that in a way. I would also enjoy that. So so yeah, let's take a look real quick. Their last, let's see, one, two, three, six games for the Browns. They are four and two, but the week 18 one will take out because they were playing against Cincinnati and rested everybody. So four and one in the five Flacco games. The first of those games, they got steamrolled by Stafford and the Rams. They lose 36 to 19. And Stafford turns the ball over zero times. They play a banged-up Trevor Lawrence, who hands the ball to them, I think, three times? I think that's right. Uh, They play against the Bears, and the Bears have multiple turnovers and still almost win the game because Flacco throws one pick six and another one that gets returned to the one. They play against the Case Keenum Davis Mills Texans and get a win there. And then they beat up on Trevor Simeon and the New York Jets. Hmm. Which is all really to say, I just don't yeah, think that put-together Texans team is quite the same level of opponent that they'll be facing here. That's a huge nothing burger <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you yeah. when you list it that way. But, exactly. I mean, yeah. The Jags... I mean, it still counts. Beating bad teams, you should beat the bad teams. But Jags defense is okay. Yeah, yeah. Always harder when your quarterback throws three interceptions. Sure is. All right, so the next game on the schedule... Let's see here. Peacock exclusive. Yes, the Peacock exclusive at 7 p.m. Central Time on Saturday night. The Miami Dolphins travel to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that I believe the projected wind chill at kickoff is negative 12 degrees. Yeah. (laughs) The line for this game is Kansas City minus four. Hate it. And my first instinct is to go with the Chiefs. But what do you think? My first instinct for this game is to evoke a blood sacrifice to destroy arrowhead stadium so i don't have to watch it that's fair (laughs) yeah i have no interest in this football game because these teams have been i don't know man it's weird like i hate kansas city's offense and miami in a negative 12 degree Mm -hmm. no their offense is gonna look like a pile of dog dicks i don't know I, i think kansas city maybe is right my every one of Miami's pass rushers is dead. Yeah. Or yeah, for how I feel about this line, it opened at minus three and a half, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna go Chiefs." It moved to minus four and a half, and I started thinking, "Maybe I'm gonna take the Dolphins." And now it's at four, and I'm like, "I don't know." To me, it's like it's just this isn't. Yeah, it's because it, it's like it's one of those games where 
it's, it's gonna be just like you're gonna feel stupid if if you don't get it because it's like miami could win this game by a lot for sure like miami could just come in and wipe them off the map like that is part of, that's a game script that i wouldn't be shocked by like, yeah that's in the earlier I, meeting ronnie mustard ran for 85 yards on just 12 carries so it's not like they couldn't get anything going yeah so I just I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about this game. I mean, yeah, it's I'll, like, I'll kind of toss my hands up. I, it's not one of my favorite picks for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I if I'm picking, I hate picking Kansas City, but I also hate picking Miami. So, but yep, I just I really don't like Kansas City's offense. It feels like it's just it's rough. It's in such turmoil that it's like, what are we even doing? The only thing I'm hoping for is that they're going to lean even harder on Kelsey in the playoffs. And that part of what they've been doing is trying to manage him and make sure that he's as fresh as possible for the playoffs without getting to up too much in the regular season. But like, if you're, do you ever not bracket him? If you're, I I I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like he's fast. Yeah. I think (laughs) the deciding, I think the deciding factor for me at the end was that yeah, the Dolphins are down Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Yeah. They're on offense, Hill is banged up, as yep. is Jalen Waddle. Yep. Waddle, is he gonna play? I don't know. I, I don't think they've announced it yet. Yep. So that that makes them a lot different without both of yeah. their guys. And it's like, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna give Mahomes all day to operate, he even with these terrible, terrible wide receivers, mm-hmm. like they should yeah. be able to figure it out. But again, we thought that and they scored like basically no points against the Raiders. Right. In a yeah. game that yeah. could and they have gave been two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. Could have been super important yeah. for seeding. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and Miami lost by like 50 to the Raven. I yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Hate All right. Let's, let's go ahead and move on from that one. Then. Let's get out of here. I'm kind of just being like, hey, Mahomes is good. I'm just going to ride it and yeah, see what happens. That, At I least mean, I won't that, feel bad. I can, that's, that's as good of a reason as any for this game, Yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Kansas City's defense is kind of good. Yep. So, yeah, Waddle's kind of hurt. Hill's kind of hurt. I, I yeah. like it. <laughs> All right. The first game on Sunday, this one is at noon oh central God, this... on Sunday, has the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Big Bopper himself yeah. traveling to Buffalo to play against the Bills. I was incensed. I don't... <laughs> I'm just incensed. I don't know. And so like, Kenny Pickett is healthy. That is, is an important context cannot, here for the, that can like our many listeners. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this reminds me so much of me like trying to dissect the difference between Tyson Bajan and PJ Walker in like our first episode where i'm just like yes. what the f- I'm sorry, but you said that Mike Tomlin said he's going to quote ride the hot hand. Yes, and those are his words. Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, who had thirty attempts last week for one hundred and fifty fucking yards. Who's had three wins in a row? That's the hot what, hand. Tom incited. Don't do it. Not mentioning that one of those wins Don't. was against a team playing backups. Do it. Don't you dare, Mason and... Rudolph. No, that can't. Yes. It just can't be. So he's three wins against the Jake Browning Bengals and then against the Seahawks, which I mean, not bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Pretty remarkable. So the line on this game, which is what everybody really wants to know about. Bills minus a million. Bills minus 10. <laughs> now, with TJ Watt out especially, yeah. I was very tempted to say, I'm taking the Bills automatically. Mm-hmm. The only thing that has thrown that into concern for me is the weather forecast in Buffalo for Sunday. <laughs> What's that? What's Buffalo, great weather always. Here's the Known description. 24 degrees is the high. Beautiful. Lake effect snow and intense squalls accumulating an additional 6 to 10 inches. Gotta love a squall. I love a good squall. Not not Final Fantasy 8. Not Lionheart. Not, yeah, not, 
Yeah. I would call him a lesser squall for sure. Agreed. Uh, and the wind is right now listed as west southwest, twenty nine miles per hour. Yikes! So it could kind of grind everything to a halt that's if true. that's the case. <laughs> yeah, if they're playing in a literal blizzard, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. But and so I was like, man, then ten points kind of feels like a lot. But at the same time, is there anyone better to guide you through a blizzard in the NFL than Josh Allen? I, I, yeah, I don't think so. And I think like. <laughs> We're talking about the big bopper here, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, I haven't looked at his combine, but dude screams baby hands to me. <laughs> he has that baby hands energy for sure. <laughs> Old Bobby. You could see when he was getting bopped that that he had that baby hands energy. He really, really did. He really had like a yeah. He got bopped. Huh? I mean, am I rooting for a Pittsburgh Cleveland matchup? Yes. Ooh, you're not gonna like his prospect photo. <laughs> Why? Let me share this with you. <laughs> Is he looking good? He's he's looking like a 80s high school movie villain for sure. Oh yeah. I mean anyone named Mason. Yeah, that's true. His hands are in the 15th percentile. Oof. That's there you baby go. Baby hand life, man. Baby hand energy for sure. Nine You're and right. an eighth. Not not gonna do it. Okay. It's so, so, yeah. it's, so it's so funny because I I hate this stuff. It's so stupid. The hand size stuff? Just everything. Else. His uh, yeah. weight is 89th percentile, wingspan in the 80th, arm length 63rd, but then the hand size 15th. 15th. Got baby hands. Yeah, he's got baby handed. And baby legs. He's a baby handed man. I don't know what to tell you about him. I just could tell. So, with that in mind, I'm going <laughs> Bills minus 10. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> I, I, John, you know me. I'm never going to take Mason Rudolph. It doesn't, it could be infinity. I, it's not going to happen. I don't give a shit. He's terrible. The idea that you're going to play him over Kenny Pickett is a fucking tragedy. Someone was saying that, like, oh, Mike, Mike Tomlin might get fired. And I was like, that's a joke. There's no fucking way he gets fired. Yeah, not a chance. Well, now I'm like, fire this man out of a fucking cannon. You can't play the big bopper over. I mean, Kenny Pickett sucks, but this person is a tragedy to NFL football. There's no <laughs> other way to say it. He stinks. Ridiculous. So you don't feel like he has a hot hand. Unbelievable. How stupid. <laughs> Those 152 yards against the, the Ravens backups aren't doing it for you? No, not really. <laughs> Fuck me. Jesus. Yeah, it's a little painful. All right, let's move on to the next one before we have to spend too much time on the big bopper there. That one I'm going to chalk in is maybe one of my favorite four, since there are only six options, and Casey Miami is definitely not one of them. Yeah. Let's go ahead here. The next game on Sunday is Sunday afternoon's 3.30 p.m. Central kickoff with Green Bay traveling to Dallas, the Mike McCarthy showdown. The line on this game is Cowboys at home, minus seven and a half. With all the firings, Matt LaFleur is the seventh longest tenured head coach in the NFL. Oh my god, really? Chew on that. That's wild. That's so crazy, isn't Holy it? Cow. <laughs> that's bananas. Yeah, that's wild times, I feel like. Yeah. It's a it's a Mike McCarthy revenge game, John. Give the people yes, what they who, want. This is one of the great ones though. Who's getting revenge here? Are the Packers getting revenge on a coach who kneecapped them regularly? Ah, he won a Super Bowl, didn't he? He did. He won one at the very beginning. You can't can't get him that much, then. That's fair. That's fair. But Green Bay loves beating Dallas. They do. Love it. And the line is seven and a half. (sighs) Now, I'm not as high on Jordan Love as some of the folks that I listen to are. Yeah, let's... I, I need to hear about... Like, I don't... From the middle of the season to he's then like somewhere at week 11 or 12 he's anointed 
Then they suck again after the Lions. And then, like, the last three games, everyone's like, oh, he's great, actually. I do not understand the narratives that have been built and have been crushed with this guy. And then apparently have been built again yeah it's pretty insane if you look at the game log like how that whole thing happened i think that he was at a real low right when they lost to minnesota and that would have been week one two three four five six seven i think and they get worked there they beat the rams with the brett Rippon version of the rams and then they lose to the steelers and that's i think when when people are starting to think like man this guy just doesn't have it yeah then the second half of the season i mean to me it's good but i don't know that we all need to go gaga over it he gets wins against the chargers okay the lions good but also like their defense is obviously something that can be beaten especially when you have decent wide receivers with the packers do yep the chiefs who again good win but there are multiple times there where the chiefs might have taken that game back from them then they That's lose the one, to the is that giants. the one where pat mahomes like couldn't walk yes yeah. yes and then still hit the guy uh hit uh <laughs> hit rashi rice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later had a pass interference that just didn't get called. Yeah, yeah. Then they lose to Tommy DeVito in a game that we watched together. Cutlets! Yeah, then they lose fair. to Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And then he finishes the season by beating Bryce Young, Jaron Hall, and the Chicago Bears. And everybody is like, you know what? Stealth MVP down ballot guy. Um, I'm going to go right ahead and say that I expect Dallas is going to rip their fucking dicks off. You think it's going to be a, a route? I just, I don't know, you just read me that game log and i'm just like what 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 maybe not i don't know it's not great so their their pass dvoa is at fourth the rush dvoa is at 15th for the packers you know i feel like the cowboys struggle more against teams that run the ball well than they do against teams that pass the ball well yeah this is a tough spot for me because i don't believe in jordan love and like i said we're only five weeks removed from him losing to Tommy DeVito in primetime yeah that's what that's what's driving me crazy because that new york defense is okay but i'm like i don't know man the idea that you lose some games carolina's defense is i'm just like i don't but then at the same time the part i have trouble with is just mike mccarthy getting over a touchdown yeah i i just feel like green bay is gonna go into dallas and we're gonna get the joe barry experience that's kind of what i'm banking on they should chop him up on that side of the ball it shouldn't even be a question that's kind of what i'm banking on like i just feel like there's so much pressure on that side of the ball <laughs> i feel like and dallas will be at home or they've been way better this year yeah so and then i i think dallas is gonna put up a ton of points and we'll see if uh jordan love you know can go punch for punch with this dallas offense and i i doubt it yeah yeah i think i think with seven and a half i'm leaning packers and hoping for a backdoor cover but i don't love it so if it goes to seven, I'll probably just jump on the Cowboys at that point. Yeah, yeah I think it's like, yeah, you could see a version of the game where like Aaron Jones kind of has a big day and yep. they kind of keep it close and Joe Barry decides he'll blitz somebody. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, like, he makes some questionable clock management decisions and throws away some points. Yeah, and it's like, you have to imagine they watched the Detroit game and saw the kind of like right. the kind of success we had doing stuff like yep. that. But yep also it's joe barry so right so knows? maybe he didn't <laughs> don't actually right. know let's go ahead and move on from that one uh we'll go on to the next game which is sunday night's game maybe. which is the los angeles rams traveling to detroit mm-hmm. to face the lions at 7 p.m central hey tickets as low as 372 dollars <laughs> people in detroit are on one man they are yikers lit. <laughs> they are so pleased wow yeah. So the line for this game is Lions minus three. A standard home line. 
the the standard just classic I home line. Don't like that for the Rams. <laughs> How are you feeling as a long term Lions fan? A lot of potential to be let down in a very Lions esque way. I don't know though. I'm you know there's the the huge narrative angle of Matt Stafford coming home to crush our dreams, <laughs> which I don't love. What was really funny is that like at the end of his career here, like his wife would always go on go on like instagram and like piss everybody in detroit off Mm -hmm. and she already has done that and i'm like i just feel like stafford's playing in detroit again like there was this fake news about how like the ford field wouldn't let anybody with a number nine stafford jersey into into the game wow and she was like this is 100 percent true and then she was like i can't believe this we have so many good memories i'm like dude are you serious you really think that's gonna happen yeah like come on the lions are also like it wasn't an angry breakup for the lions and stafford he wanted out yeah he went and said i can't do another rebuild get me out of here it's not like jared goff who basically was (laughs) basically just like berated to the point that he was broken as a person uh-huh. and shipped off to basically like Siberia in his eyes to yeah. like go die in a corner that is like yeah. somehow resurrected his career to like a breaking point now to where if he plays well and makes a run, he could get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. It was it was two first round picks, right? That they sent along with Goff? Yeah. Yeah. For Stafford I mean, straight up. That's a that's what we call a salary dump, guys. That yeah, is man. that is straight up dumping a player. Yes. And he is like <laughs> the, one of the biggest like focal points of our entire team. Like people rely on him and he's the center of our offense. <laughs> like it's crazy. So that's crazy. Yeah. You yeah, know the big reason one. that <laughs> other than the fact that I didn't I just heard like there's a podcast apparently I've never heard of it until today called called dungeon of doom i have not heard of that one and it's a detroit lions beat writer podcast and it's called dungeon of doom which i'm I'm not sure if a lot of people will get that reference it's because jim caldwell called his press conferences the dungeon of doom nice and then they took that because he was like the the reason people are so negative about the lions is because the sports writers are that just like (laughs) pretty good jim caldwell was a fine coach he yeah. was a weird, prickly doofus that like couldn't just look at the history of the franchise and be like, "Oh, these people are depressed as shit because we've sucked for infinity years." Like, it's not the sports writers are the reflection of the fans, <laughs> if anything. Like, the sun doesn't come out for ninety straight days. We're fucking angry at the end of a football season. We never win, and the sun's never out, and it's zero degrees. Are you happy? No, yeah. nobody is happy. <laughs> But uh, they had a Rams beat writer on that. Her first year was covering, like, Goff and McVeigh. And, like, after that Super Bowl where they scored three points. Yeah. And I didn't know that, like, I we I love you get, like, the origins of different coaches and characters that we have and talk about. But apparently Sean McVeigh brought in Brandon Staley to run Vic Fangio's defense for his team because he, like, he couldn't fucking figure out how to, like, beat it. Interesting. And so it's Brandon Staley with like generational talent, Aaron Donald in his prime, Jalen yeah. Ramsey in like two a days and like training camp, just just crushing his offense. Yeah, destroying it all yeah. all day. And apparently he just would scream and scream, scream at Goff 
and like ground him into a pulp of a person and like yeah, this is his entire this is the whole thing like afterwards like shipping him to detroit and stuff so yeah i think jared goff wants to score one million fucking points on this guy and i think I everyone in our lo- locker room knows a lot about this and is going to want to like run through these people so I'm, I like the narrative. I think it's a fun thing. So it sounds like it might be on opposite sides of this line then. Oh, you want to take the Rams. I think I'm taking the Rams plus three. Just because their offense has been absolutely rolling. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like they're going to be a lot of points scored. And as much as it pains me to say it, missing Sam Laporta is really going to hurt. <sighs> he might play. We're gonna I feel like that guy is a it. stud. He is. He is. And like I talked about like, Brock Wright is coming back from injury, so we're down to our third tight end, which is a bummer. Yeah. But they think Laporta has an outside chance of play. Yeah, it would help a lot, because that's just one of those ones where it's like, you know, the removal of one of those weapons means so much to an offense like that. The Lions offense, when it's humming, is so good, because it's just hitting you in every different spot every time. And that's if true. Laporta's gone, then it's like, okay. Gotta figure something else out. Gotta be a big JMO yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing with me, I was just... If we can just figure out and do what we have done all season, if we bottle up Kyron, I just think yep. the game goes a lot different. And I know they have all these, like, I have harped on this all the entire year about wide receivers gashing us. And if you, it's not guys like Puka or Cooper that do it, though. Not generally. Yeah. Not a lot of the guys that are just kind of underneath and running these big, long crossers. Like It's guys like Justin Jefferson. That take mm-hmm. the top off, can go up and get the ball, and then run after you. It's a guy like C.D. Lamb. That is a combination yeah. of those two things. Guys coming out of the slot, it's not... I don't think it's quite as big of a deal yeah. as guys yeah, going on the X, like corner, like outside corner, which, I don't know. <laughs> we released today. Today we released one of the corners that started 12 games for us on the outside. So That's interesting. Interesting moves. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll dig into that one a little bit more. My my initial thought was to take the points, but the Lions also Campbell tends to maximize points quite a bit, which I think keeps him away from a lot of three point games because he t- goes more for touchdowns and stuff like that. And the Rams special teams are so bad, but of course so it doesn't help that bad. Raymond's out in that case. That's crazy. Still, I think he's questionable, but I think he's gonna be out. And that yeah. that just made me so mad. I just like couldn't believe that. Yeah. All right, I'll keep digging on that one. But yeah, my first thought was Rams. So I'll keep I'll keep looking into it a little bit. They just. Oh, man, they haven't, I don't know. This, <laughs> like, the last really good offense they played, it's been, I guess they played the 49er. Well, yeah, but everybody gets whooped by them. 30 points, Dallas 43. I mean, the Steelers scored 24 on them. Oh, wait, this is... Yeah, the Rams' defense is not good. Yeah, and that is, I think... I have no doubt the Lions are going to score points. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah, but the thing about the Lions is, like, yeah, it's like, once, if you... If they can run it on you, it's like, that's how they can just take the possessions away. Yeah. Like, ah, we'll see. Yeah. I like the Lions, though. Okay. That's good to hear from a Lions fan. You know, usually, it's not like y'all are usually un- unreasonably optimistic. No, so. no, no. <laughs> just... All right, so the final game of the weekend, Monday night, we get Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni, Matt Patricia, the best. traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are getting three points at home. Give me the Bucks. All day so the line is tampa plus three and i gotta admit i am right there with you i love it i, I mean, think i've learned my lesson <laughs> a team with matt patricia in charge of anything doesn't have to be the defense could be the offense no matter what and yeah i mean why why would we expect the eagles to turn it around now 
It's not like none of the games before this had importance. I know, right? They couldn't stop goddamn anything, and now they're going up against Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I feel like they're just going to cook them. You could have a disastrous Baker day, and that's the only way that it goes well, but even if that happens, I don't know how much I should be expecting out of the Eagles' offense anymore. I'm like, I I don't know if the Eagles win if Kyle Trask plays. (laughs) I'm like being being serious. Like, if... I don't know about John Wolford. He's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, Wolford's pretty bad. But, like, I, I don't know if they can stop Mike Evans at all. Like, yeah. what if they showed us? Like, I don't know, man. It's a, People are thinking Nick Sirianni could be fired if they lose. And that would be incredible. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know, man. That's, that's so all I got. When I first looked at it, I was thinking, like, oh, well, the Eagles' offense has still been really good, though. So, like, I got to think about that. And then I went back through their games. Yeah. So they lose. They only score 10 points against the Giants in the last week of the year. Bad. They score 31 against the Cardinals, but still lose. <laughs> they score 33 against the Giants. So it's like, okay, two 30-point games against bottom-feeding defenses, for sure. But two 30-point games still. still. good. The three weeks before that, they score 17 in Seattle. Oof. They score 13 in Dallas. Not great. And they score 19 against the Niners. Not good. I think it's safe to say that there's something busted on that side of the ball for the, for the Eagles, too. Yeah, I saw someone deep dive into it, and I agree. I just... Yeah, they're just, they just—they—they don't got it. I think we might have talked about it at length at one point, like a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, I don't—I don't know, man. I—I—I I, I can't see a way to to pick this team at all. Like they have been, yeah. so bad. I will feel so stupid if I pick them too. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I guess like for your own personal. Yeah. It's like, yeah, for sure, because it's like, it can't, it looks so bad. I mean, they could get it figured out. They could win. I mean, right, they have enough sure. talent. They should be able to do it. Yes. But they've looked so bad. So Something's I'm, with, I'm right there. there with you, dude. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So we agree on that one. I just thought the line for the Cowboys game has moved to minus seven. So I am go. flipping to go Cowboys minus seven in that one. How do you feel about that? I like that. Okay. I so was, on, it. I was on them seven and a half, baby. I was yeah. Like, so our four for the week then, the Houston Texans plus two and a half against the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills minus 10 against the Big Bopper and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys minus seven against the Green Bay Packers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I I feel better about the Lions than in like than two of those games, but I still like these ones. I still like these ones. Yeah, I'll think more about the Lions one. It's, I mean, you know, it would be the most Lions of old thing for Stafford to come and just cook us. I just, I don't, I really don't see it happening. I, I don't. I think that Lions Packers game is still just sitting in my head a lot. Yeah, I don't know, man. Joe Barry's cooked up some defenses against like the division. Outside yeah. of the division, he's cooked up no defenses. Yeah, like it's a weird one. Like he bottled up the Bears at the week before Bryce Young put up like what yep. twenty four points in the second 30. half. Oh yeah, in the second half, yeah, and thirty for the game. So yep, it's a it's a weird one for sure. Yeah. Um, <sighs> All right. There's... Well, well done, buddy. <laughs> man but i like the four we got we can roll with that all right sounds good all right enjoy wildcard weekend and uh, i'll talk to you again next week sounds good later bud